is our special manly edition of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. I'm Elio. He's Ben. Welcome to the season finale, season four finale. Ben, how's it going? Very good, my friend. Um, thanks for agreeing to jump on a little bit, bit early. I have stuff going on this evening, and uh, you know, as, as much as I love doing this podcast with you, um, I, I do enjoy having a social life as well. So I, yep. I, no, I, I no, appreciate actually, that. This is, this is good. It's, it's kind of cool when we get to do these like in the afternoon. That way we have the night, all, the night to do like whatever we have planned. Yes. And, um, you know, and there's a lot of stuff going on um, in terms of wrestling this weekend. And, yep. um, you know, I was I was telling you off the air. You know, it's kind of a weird time to take a vacation as a, a podcast host. But in, but in my defense, uh, these plans were made long before any pay per view announcements came up for th- this weekend. But uh, speaking of all of that, we have. Uh, in addition to a somewhat abbreviated edition of this week in wrestling, we have um, we have Clash at the Castle and uh, NXT World Clyde, and um, a lot of interesting stuff to to talk about, especially coming out of uh, Dynamite. If you ask me, I know I, I know we had a lot to say about. Um, about Dynamite last week, especially with that uh, three-minute world title match, a smack dab in the middle of the show. So, a uh, kind of a continuation of that. Yep. And also a few other things that I'm very anxious to get Elio's opinion on. So, yep. Elio, make sure make sure you have your big boy pants on because this is going to be a uh, this is this is going to be a very uh, action-packed season finale. And speaking of action-packed, ladies and gentlemen, not not to not to dismiss this show because th- this show is going to be absolutely awesome for you guys. Um, but you definitely definitely want to tune in once uh, the episode from uh, September 10th drops because that. Is going to be our season five um, premiere show, and just to make it up to you in terms of you know my weird uh, schedule uh, coming out of it next week, um, we're not only are we going to have all of the pay per view fallout, and we're also going twenty four hours. No, no, stop with that bullshit. <laughs> no, ladies and gentlemen. I'm producing you for my egregious behavior. Yes, I, I, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's a, that would be a worse booking decision than Seth Rollins <laughs> defeating, uh, you know, Bray Wyatt, or dare I say, even worse than Goldberg defeating Bray Wyatt in the Saudi shit show. <laughs> No. Okay, so n- now that we're past that ridiculous idea, hint, hint, hint. Um, you know, so so I cannot remember the last time we had three pay-per-views in one weekend. So um, 
so hence why you're seeing us for the third time uh, this week. Uh, in, in case you're wondering what the hell we're talking about, um, in case you only uh, caught our show on Saturday, I, I also did a uh, guest spot with Elio uh, on his wrestling POV podcast alongside the $50 man, who I had to downgrade to the five cent man, uh, Clay Cummings. So I had fun with that. So um, if you guys, um, well, you wouldn't have heard it yet because it just dropped. So if you have uh, any interest in hearing more of us, make sure you check us out over at Wrestling POV. And of course, uh, my my week I watched a couple of movies, but we're not going to get into that. We are going to get jump right into this week in wrestling and all of the things that we have to cover today. So, Ben, we're saving into money at Raw. Absolutely, man. All right, so start with high points. I have my first high point is the Dolph Ziggler AJ Styles versus Judgment Day, as well as everything that happened after the match. With uh, uh, Edge coming out and uh, to confront Judgment Day. Okay. Then I have next one I have is the Kurt Angle segment with Chad Gable to shush off, as well as as well as his uh, backstage segment with Edge, which was pretty cool to see uh, twenty years later. Yeah, that was, that was a very cool throwback. I agree. And of course, I have the Street Profits in Alpha Academy. Uh, Miss and Bobby Lashley, and this was one of my absolute high mo- high points. Kevin Owens, Jay Uso, and the Mad Riddle, Seth Rollins face to face. Well, you you were very uh, generous with your high points. I'm um, oh, I'm, I'm and, cu- Oh, my low points! I gave it to. That uh, six-woman tag match, Oscar, Bianca, and Alexa versus Danny Moe, Katie Arquette, and Kayla Sparks. You know, n- n- not, to, not, to, not to be an asshole, but um, what was the point of that? Some, somebody really needs to explain that to me. I mean, uh, duh. I have no idea of of course, the, of course, those three women are gonna lose to Asuka, Alexa, and Bianca. Uh, that that's not that that's not my issue. But but why do why do these why do those three need to beat these three jobbers? No disrespect to them whatsoever. They're just coming in and doing their job. I get that, but it just it just seems like a very odd place to have a you know squash match like that especially considering that you have a uh your finals to the women's tag team championship tournament later oh, on I was, yeah. well I was, I was leaving that for you uh what do you have on your high point low points I had that's so, all for me so um so my let me just scroll back up to the to the top here I was I was following along with you as you were doing yours, and I was absentmindedly scrolling to each one. Don't ask me why. Um, but um, my my first 
a high point was the Street Profits versus Alpha Academy. Of course, that includes um, the the pre-match statement with uh, with um, Alpha Academy and Kurt Angle. Yep. Um, I really enjoyed the uh, squeeze me part uh, when uh, when um, Kurt turned down <laughs> the jacket from. Right. From Otis. Otis. That, yeah. That was kind of funny. And then um and then the bit after the match where um where the Street Profits give Angle a solo cup. He doesn't like whatever's in that cup. Yeah. And and gives gives them the the milk. That was kind of <laughs> funny. Now now I I don't really like milk. Um, you know, white milk doesn't do anything for me. I'm I'm very much a chocolate milk kind of guy. Okay. But uh, that I I would have laughed my ass off had there been chocolate milk in the cup. But 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 given but given the fact that it's Kurt Angle, it, it made sense and it was it was it was a lot of fun. Um, you know. I was I was very happy to see uh, Kurt get that kind of reaction in his hometown, and um, I I particularly enjoyed the backstage segment with Edge, and the throwback to twenty years ago. So that was fun. Um, my my next uh, high point was um, Kevin Owens versus Jay Uso. I loved the. Um, the interaction that he and Sami Zayn had talking about Kevin Owens. Yep. And can we just talk about Sami Zayn's comedic timing? Because when he was doing that special handshake with uh, with Jimmy, I was laughing my ass off. And then at the end of it, he says, "Bet I I lost my shit." I I thought that was tremendous. Um. And then, uh, and then, um, that was pretty much it for my high points. Low points, I had the, um, the women's tag team tournament finals. Oh, okay. I was, I was wondering where you put that. Okay. Um, I, I didn't, I, had that as a little point. I did not like the squash match. Um, with the three uh, jobbers that came in, uh, no disrespect to them, but why does Damage Control need a need a squash match like that? I just, I don't, I don't understand. Damage Control? I mean, Oscar. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had I had Bailey in my head. I had happy thoughts of Bailey. Wow, uh, I can't blame you there. Well, yeah, but it's just like. Asuka, Alexa Bliss, and um, God, who is the other one? Jacob Eller. Yeah, like that that whole team just seems odd to me. So it's like, why? You know, it it just it just seemed like you could you could use that promo time for something much more much more useful going into Clash at the Castle. Mm-hmm. And you know, and 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 here's here's another thing, folks. Now, granted, they had that awesome segment with uh, 
you know, Jay Uso, Kevin Owens, and and Sami Zayn. But you know, this is this is your go home show pretty much for for a clash. Where the fuck is um, Roman Reigns? I mean, on, honest to God, the, the the fact that he is never on Raw really, you know, pisses me off. Um, so that in and of itself it is a low point. Um, Sorry, what was your what was that low point you just said? Was the the fact that they didn't have Roman Reigns on the show? Oh, okay, all right. It it's just it it just that rubs me the wrong way. Um, but that's all I had for high points and low points. I, w- I would even go as far as to say um, that uh, by and large, I didn't really enjoy this show overall. Um, they, they, had, they had some really fun stuff, but for a go-home show going into something as special as Clash at the Castle... You know, now I know people are going to say, well, isn't SmackDown the go home show for Clash? That's SmackDown side. Technically, yes, but this was, this was a really big opportunity to really push Clash to the next, you know, to the next level. And I don't, I don't think that they did that. I think, I think this show was pretty stagnant in a lot of ways. Um, so. Yeah, I um, mean, uh, yeah, it's, um, it, it was a lot better than, than uh, a lot of the go home shows uh, during that the uh, previous era. Well, well, yeah, but you, you're exactly right. But how much is that actually saying? Yeah, no, I'm saying, I'm saying, like it, this was, it wasn't as bad as uh, those ones. Those were really bad. <laughs> well, ag- agreed, absolutely. Yeah. All right, is that uh, all you got for Rob? Yes, sir. All right, let's move on to NXT. Uh, did you watch NXT this week? No. Okay, so you can tell this is uh, NXT really needs a lot of work because they totally killed NXT. I don't know what they're doing, but I do like that. I do like seeing Rhea Ripley, Gunther, um, Pete Dunn, all of them were made an appearance on NXT this week. All, no. in, all in segments with uh, Ciampa, Tommaso Ciampa even uh, had a main appearance. Uh, they were all talking to the champions ahead of their matches at Worlds Collide. No, don't, don't, don't get me all excited and make me cry because, because based on something you just said, I might cry. What, what did you say? Did you just say Pete Dunn and uh, Butch? Wow. I, I, well, uh, they still call them Butch, but he's still Pete Dunn to me. I just, I feel like uh, they're going to, oh, I feel you, like that, that changes what something's going to happen. So I was saying Pete Dunn because I've, I've always, I've ne- I never liked this Butch character they had him portraying, like, because... And they they made him look like smaller than he is because he's a big guy. So I can see that change happening uh, down the road. We're going back to the Pete Dunn character. 
Well, I, you know, you 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 damn near made me very happy. I almost I almost threw up all my Scooby snacks in a, in in exuberant celebration. Especially if uh, what I think might happen, what is going to happen, and what's like to see because we have Gunther Fade defending the championship against uh, Sheamus. Of course, that's not going to change hands, but I feel like at the end of the match, Sheamus is going to turn face. It's going to turn face. Could be. So you know, that's uh, where we might uh, get uh, the change. Well, I'll t- I'll tell you what. This is one change that has to happen because Bush, the nineteen forties paper boy, it's it's not working. No. It's it's just not right. Like why? Like he looks so small, and he's not small. Well, I mean, he's smaller. I mean, any anybody would look small next to Seamus. Um, no, I mean he looks like a kid with the way they dress him up in those suspenders and that cap. Yeah, well, yes, exactly. There's a reason why I said 1940s paper boy, yeah. gentlemen. But yeah, it's just I don't know. So that so um that that I I really liked uh, the all the, the all the cameos by uh, the WWE uh, main roster stars and like talking to all the champions and the world's Clyde uh, pay per view. So I'm gonna go in, into my uh, first high point. You can tell it's a different show when I give an Andre Chase match an, a high point. Because my first high point is Andre Chase versus Charlie Dempsey. Who's Charlie Dempsey? Charlie Dempsey is William Regal's son. Okay. Uh, And uh, if you you, have you ever seen him? Yeah. So if uh, okay, if you see one of his matches, he wrestles just like William Regal. Like yeah, I'm I'm really a fan of this guy. Yeah, and and he looks just like his dad. So. <laughs> yeah, he does. So that was a high point, and uh, my other high point, I gave it to Gallus versus the Diamond Mine. Yeah, and oh, and speaking of uh, speaking of Diamond Mine, um, it, it would appear that um, that that Bobby Roode is on his or not Bobby Roode, uh, Bobby Fish is on his way out of um, AEW, so he might be on his way back. I was Uh, reading about that, about that he wasn't happy uh, with the way he was being booked before leaving AEW. Well, I I agree with him on that front. No, 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 I read that, so I didn't know, like, he was, so is that, like, he's heading back, or is that just a rumor now? Well, no... No, no, that part is just a rumor. But um, I, I do, I do think he's on his way out. What do you think he'll uh, if he comes back to WWE? What you you're thinking, Diamond Mine? Yeah. Okay. Because because that puts him back with Roddy. Okay. Oh, you know what? Yeah. That you just gave me a thought. So because. Uh-oh. Uh oh! I gave you a thought. The Creed, oh, God. Uh, the, the Creed brothers and uh, Damien Kemp. 
are having issues with Roderick Strong, like in uh, and uh, this past Tuesday on NXT during a backstage segment, they even said we don't trust you. What if they end up kicking Roderick Strong out of the diamond mine, bringing in Bobby Fish as a new leader? Um. Well, I I I wouldn't do that because because to to me. I mean, yeah, it would be interesting, but I'm not sure what kind of sense that would make. Um, I mean, I'm just thinking out loud because, right, like, they're they're having problems with Roderick Strong with uh, not trusting him. Right. Um, But so, you know, uh, Bobby Fish could have an interesting wrinkle, but I'm I'm just, I'm not sure if you put him in charge of Dynamite or uh, Diamond Mine. Okay. Um. So uh, the next one I had, we have the Spitfire Warriors. That's what they call themselves. The Katana Chief. What? Casey Catanzaro <laughs> and Katie Carter. Damn it. What the hell? Versus Ivy Island. Please, I don't pl- what, what? please no. <laughs> no, what? The Spitfire Warriors? Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I think that's their team name, not just their the- entrance theme, but I think that's their the- their team name. Uh, oh God, no! <laughs> uh, what, so, what is happening? Casey Kenzaro and uh, King Carter versus Ivy Nile and uh, Tatum Paxley is another one. The schism promoter Joe Casey trying to get Cameron Grimes to join him and the Dyad. I, I don't like the schism. I don't no, know what I don't it is. Either. I don't know what it is, but they, I can't. They they've ruined the grizzled young veterans. Yeah, what was wrong with the grizzled young veterans? Put put them back on TV. Don't do this shit. Then uh, another one I had was uh, Briggs and Jensen found Henley versus Pretty Deadly and Lash Legend. Was that a high point or a low point? No, it's a low point. And can I just say, I really hate uh, Pretty Deadly's uh, ring gear. Oh, it's it's disgusting. It's disgusting. <laughs> now, now I do look. I because they're also doing a, a like a, a gay gimmick with uh, this this dude Quincy, um, and I look. It's not my cup of tea. Um. From a from a wrestling gimmick perspective, I don't find that entertaining. Um, it's just and pretty deadly gives me the same vibes, but you know, but in pretty deadly's instance, it's just stupid. At least with Quincy, do I like the gimmick? Absolutely not. Do I think it's asinine? Yes. Um, but at, at least with at least with that, his 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 attire has purpose because because he is a flamboyant character. But, you know, but it's just pretty deadly themselves. Now, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm not overly familiar with Pretty Deadly because I had stopped watching NXT UK by the time they came in. Um, but it's just from what I've seen, uh, it, it, it's not my thing. So, 
stop watching NXT or NXT UK? NXT UK. Oh no, because they were they were in there uh, uh, way before. So they they've been in there a while since like twenty eighteen. Well, like I said, I've seen them before, but I just I'm not oh, okay. really familiar because I stopped watching it. Yeah, okay. No, I'm saying uh, they they were they were there from 2018, but uh, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Um, and I don't know whether to give this a high point or a low point. Um, I'm leaning towards more of a high point. So we start versus Canon James more for so we start because. I really like her. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I like her too. She's very, very good. I don't. I just don't understand this Canada James character. I don't get it. I've never even heard of her, so I can't okay. offer. Uh... All right. So pretty much that's my uh, high point, low points. Um, now we're gonna get into AEW Dynamite with Ben. Yeah. Okay. Now this I this, this I can help you out with. Very good. Um so let me um let me just uh pull it up. You know, m- m- my computer does not want to show me the the oh here here we go. I have all these tabs open. I sorry. And anywho, um so by and large this episode of Dynamite was awesome, which was refreshing, especially coming out of last week's show, because even though last week's show was good, there was so much about it that confused me. So this was a nice little rebound, especially considering it's the go-home show for All Out. Okay. Um, so um, the, the, the high points... It, and, and and low points match wise, I'll start out with the matches because the promos themselves kind of built up around one thing. So I'll just go with the matches first, and then we'll talk about the promos. Right. Um, I I really liked Jake Hager versus Brian Danielson. Um, yeah. and, and um, uh, let's see. My my next my next high point was. Roosh and Ray Phoenix versus Dante Martin and uh, uh, Roosh, Ray Phoenix, Dante Martin, and Wheeler Yuta in the Fatal Four Way. Yep. Um, I almost announced it as it was a tag match, but it it was not. And then the ultimate high point was um, um. Oh God. What's, oh, oh, that, that's right. I blanked out because I wasn't thinking about a golf tournament. No, it, Aussie Open um, versus uh, versus the Elite. Okay. Now, now, that might surprise you guys because, let's be honest, I'm, I've been very, uh, very reserved. I'm going to let you go because then I got something to say about this whole tournament. Okay. So, so I've been very reserved about the Young Bucks and, and, you know, not really getting it with the Young Bucks. Um, having said that, when they pull off stuff, stuff that impresses me, I have, I have said very, um, very fairly that that was impressive. Um, and I really like um, Will Ospreay. 
apparently for for now i was just reading a statement before we came on the before we uh got into the first zoom meeting mm -hmm. um that uh that for now he's done with aew yep i read um, that as well um but i would i would be very open to seeing him more in the future um because this match last night was awesome and I have loved everything that Will Ospreay has done. And it's been it's been really um really cool for me because as I've said many times, I'm not familiar with the NJPW product. So by and large, the only thing I had seen of Will Ospreay before this AEW run was clips on YouTube. So it, it was nice to it was nice to see um, him and, and get a get a feel for his talent. So um, now now let's uh, let's talk about the high points and low points specifically. So as I was saying, Brian Danielson and Jake Hager um, was a high point. As was as was the main event. The main event was far and above anything. Um, so the low points, um, were, um, see, this is what pissed me off about, about the, the low points of AEW, right? So there's so much going on for this show because it, it's the go home show for all out. Okay. And then you have all this important stuff and then you have stuff that just doesn't need to be on the show. Um, I mentioned earlier that um, it might have it might have been off the air. I'm not, I can't remember, but this this wingman segment that led into the uh, re-debut of W Morrissey. Now, obviously, I I understand why they did it to to spotlight Morrissey, who who by the way, he the former big cast, ladies and gentlemen. He looks fucking fantastic. I mean, good God. You know, the the dude looks like a beast. Um, you know, so so that that, that part I like, but but my que my question is why in the hell are dark talent on dynamite? If you're gonna use them in this capacity I guess it's fine, but it, it doesn't, it, you know, it doesn't really speak very well for, for the importance of dark and dark elevation, but that's just me. Um, and, and then, okay, so low points other than, other than that, what, let's, let's talk about them. Um, I didn't really like Britt Baker and Jamie Hader versus Hickory and Tony Storm. Um, Although, with the glaring exception of Hikaru Shida, I thought she, I thought she had a, a great showing. Um, and I wasn't a fan of the Kip Sapien uh, promo, or I should say video package, because why the fuck is that on All Out? Now, granted, it's on zero hours of the pre-show, but what the hell? 
He's had his head in a box for a fucking year. I don't care. <laughs> um, and then, and then the other the other low point is um all all the dark water stuff. Yep. And 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 now they're putting Hangman paid with the dark water. Let me tell you, let me let me tell you something about this trios tournament. Yeah. Rampage results. I don't care about Rampage results. But last week, the results made me mad when I saw Dark Order beating the House of Black. Dark Order is a mid-card act that should not be beating a top-card faction like Dark Order in any kind of match, let alone a tournament. You mean mean the House of Black? The House of Black. Dark Order should not be beating the House of Black. In any match, let alone tournament. So I they agree. better they better give these titles to Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. Otherwise, this whole trio tournament has been a joke and a waste of time. Well, actually, I will I will partially agree I will partially agree with you there. However, the actual tournament and and the match quality I think has been great. Some of the, some of the results, um, you know, especially the one with Dark Order beating um, the House of Black. That one was weird, um, to say the very least. But um, but yeah, so so those are the high points and low points from a match perspective. Now let's talk about the the promo kind, kind and well multiple promos building up into what is now confirmed. We are getting the rematch for the AEW world title between uh, John Moxley and CM Punk at all out. Go on, I'll talk about this after you're done as well because I'm confused by something. And and I see Elio shaking his head and and I, I, I was I was right there w- with you, especially especially last week. I w- I had that same look on my face last week. Now let, let let's talk about it, and this might take up a solid portion of the show because I have a, I have a lot to say about this. Um, so uh, well, before I before I jump in, um, are any idea how we're doing with time on this Zoom meeting? I don't know. They don't. They don't. Oh, you mean the the actual show? No, no, no. I'm no, I, I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't tell you anything about. It. I have a thing here in accordance says twenty. Okay, I, th- I think, I think we'll be all right then. Okay, very good. So, um, I just wanted to uh, be able to time my rant accordingly. Um, so, so the show just starts out with. With uh, John Moxley coming to the ring, and he's he's running down CM Punk, and the promo was awesome. He, he was he was like, "Now Chicago, I know that's your boy, but uh, you know I'm I'm gonna have to kick his ass and and all this other stuff." And you know he di- he didn't really. He didn't really sh- show up well for himself last week because I beat him 
I beat him in three minutes. I had 57 minutes left in me. I don't think he did. So very good promo, right? Then this is where I got very, like, confused. And I'm like, oh, no, they're going to compound the issue that we had last week. So Moxley pulls out a contract and says, I've already signed this. Here's an open contract for for the world title match at uh, All Out. I'll face anybody from any promotion. And he talks about NJPW and all. Um, here, here's the problem. Why the hell wasn't, wasn't half the roster out there making a sprint for that contract? Because to me, it should have been like the 24-7 title scene with people tripping all over themselves trying to get to that contract because unlike the 24-7 title, the AEW world title actually fucking means something on your show. And it's, it's the, you know, it's a big fucking deal. So, you know, I'm not sure why, you know, why that contract was just sitting there for however long it was before a steel came and just strolled into the, into the ring to pick it up. Now, I understand why, given what happened later, but that was just a glaring thing. If you have, like, an open contract for a world title match, I better see a goddamn, you know, street brawl breakout, you know, worthy of Mardi Gras in New Orleans on Bourbon Street to get to, the, to, get to that title contract. So that was, that was one thing. Now, um, the, the, the second piece of that was, Eventually, uh, later on in the show, uh, CM Punk comes out, and he's looking very dejected after what happened last week. He looked almost as dejected as we were as fans watching that shit, like, what the fuck is going on? Um, because, because regardless of what happened this, this week, I still disagree with that world world title situation going three minutes, but we'll get to that. So, so CM Punk comes out and, and um, he's very down on himself and he's apologizing to, to his family for letting him down. He's apologizing to his dog for not being able to walk him for fuck's sake because he broke his butt. Now, as a dog lover, um, I can appreciate that, but as a wrestling fan, I don't need to hear about you're disappointed that you couldn't walk your dog I, I i don't know but but i will let that pass because i'm such a i'm such a dog person and you know i've seen larry in interviews and he's he's awesome i um i heard cm punk singing him a song in one of his interviews with uh with with renee young on her podcast Larry's awesome. No complaints there. Um, but uh, then he's talking to about his little sister who's in the front row because they're in Chicago, um, letting her down too. And, and he's, just, he's just not sure. It almost, it almost it sounds like a retirement promo for for CM Punk. And I'm, I'm thinking, okay, well, that's not going to happen. So what's going to happen here? 
So then out comes Ace, Ace Steel. Um, now, now one of the one of the criticisms that I was that I was reading on Twitter um, before we get into the into the rest of this was, you know, a lot of people don't know who Ace Steel is, and this is a world title situation, and why why is Ace Steel grabbing the contract and all of that. And it kind of goes back into what I was talking about earlier. Like there should have been a bum rush to for someone to sign that contract. I agree, but for for me, I knew exactly who Ace Steel was. So as soon as I saw Ace Steel, I'm like, okay, this is how we're gonna get to the rematch with CM Punk and John Moxley. So, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I I know the name, but like, who exactly is he? Like, why is he in AEW? So he trained CM Punk. Oh, okay. That, that and, part I didn't know. I know the name. I just didn't know like why he was there. Okay. So yeah, he trained CM Punk. So that's why he came out and collected the contract. Okay. So 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 fast forward back to CM Punk's bit. So he's he's almost get, getting ready to to walk out of the ring, and, and you know it seems like he's not going to be in. Uh, world title situation. Well, here comes Ace Steel. And like I said, as soon as I saw Ace Steel earlier in, in the evening pick up the contract, um, I was like, okay, this is how we're going to get CM Punk versus versus Moxley. And so the promo that Ace Steel cut on CM Punk was amazing. Okay? That I cannot deny that was absolutely amazing, and that was the, and that kind of explained the story of of why they did last week. Sorry, Ben. I'm gonna also I'm gonna because I'm streaming something here about uh, about the reasoning behind last week's match. Yeah, Tony Khan uh, put out a statement explaining the reasoning behind last week's squash match. Okay. I'm just going to read this here. So Tony Khan said he believes that they built more interest and intrigue with the Punk versus Moxley TV match. It created a week of people loudly wondering what was going on, and it was a ratings success for them. Well, well, well uh, okay. Well, the first part of that I agree with. Okay. Now the second part of that it was it was not a ratings success for them. Okay. <laughs> You know, a rating success is a massive increase in, in viewership. Okay, it, it wasn't massive. Yes, they made it over a, a million, but but you know, the, they're trying to make it sound like like this ratings increase was more massive than the Mrs. Ballsack, and it, it, it wasn't. Ew, what? <laughs> you know, it's just no. But but the but the first part of his statement. I, I I agree with now. It 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 did it did make it more interesting and it, it it got people talking, but that doesn't mean that I agree with it, which I'll get into in a minute. But, but thank you for reading that because I I do remember seeing that. So thank okay. you for that. Um, so um, so as, as I was saying, this was kind of the bridge to get CM Punk back into it all out. Um, 
which which be the last week more under more understandable. So then then fast forward again, and we get um you know Moxley coming back out and and you know and saying you know Punk's still gonna get his ass kicked and and you know he he's gonna he's gonna see. A, a different kind of mox and and it it was just kind of a a way to like continue the the story that they're trying to build up throughout this entire show so that, that that's fine um but he, here's where the my uh, here's where my confusion and my dislike for this comes into play now, I just explained, like, I get it, and the, the A-Steel promo really did get me interested in, in the all-out all match. It, it did. Um, no denying that, but here's, here's my problem. And go on, yeah. I'm stowing, we got our warning. Okay. Yeah, I got, I got, I got time though. It's, it's not, it's almost ten minutes. So yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll just let you know. We'll be good. Um, so the the first part of this that I I did not like was, you know, he he got beat in sort of three minutes, uh, last week because of a foot injury. Uh, so you mean to tell me that? In less than, in in less than two weeks, he's gonna come all the way back from a foot injury, and be able to deliver a uh, a classic against John Mosley when he could be, when he couldn't even stand up last week. It took it took one shot to his foot last week to incapacitate uh, CM Punk. So. It doesn't make sense for for there to be like a two week magical recovery period for a foot injury. Now I understand why they had to do the the injury angle. Um, not well, not the angle. I understand why they felt they had to tell this story, um, because CM Punk's foot injury was a freak thing that really fucked up. AEW's plans going into the summer. So I understand why they did it. It's it but the three minute thing just didn't do anything for me. And, and just kinda you know, I would have preferred the, the the match just take place at all out. You know, give us give us the main event that we all want. And you know, and 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 leave it at that. Um, now, oh, now, I am a very story-driven guy, but to, but to me, you, you make CM. I understand the, the arguments and the and the the selling of the foot injury and why they did what they did. I understand that. More now than I did last week. I can I can get that, and I completely understand where where Tony Khan is coming from. 
that doesn't mean that I agree with it because you make your champion look weak, number one. Whether that, that was intended or not, you make your champion look weak. Two, you're hot potatoing the title because, because y- yes, could I buy that it's, it's possible for Moxley to retain the title in Chicago because of who it is? Yes. Do I really believe that CM Punk is going to lose in Chicago? No, I don't. I, I don't think CM Punk loses in Chicago, especially after the promo that he had with a with a steal. I just I don't I don't buy it. Um, so so that is like you 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 could have you could have told the story of self doubt with, with Punk, um, you know, with, without the three minute uh, situation, um. You know, I think I think the, the promo with A Steel would have been just as effective without doing last week. So, so I mean, I get it, but am I am I as excited about this match as I would have been if they would have just given us, you know, badass promos, do the self doubt storyline without the without the three minute match? You can still have A Steel come in. You know, but I'm not I'm not as excited for the for the match given the fact that we've already seen it in a three minute iteration. I'm not I'm not sure how you come back from that. So so in all fairness, I understand why they did it. I'm much less pissed off about it. Uh now that we have some explanation and some understanding. Um but it, it it's it's just me. It, it still doesn't make a lot of sense. And even even with the contract thing and the way that they pulled that off, that didn't make a lot of sense either. Um, so, um, so am I excited about All Out? Of course. Um, you know, and a lot, of, and, and the one, the one, and the one thing also is, you know, MJF's possible involvement. Uh, in this, if 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 CM Punk loses uh, at 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 all out for for any reason, then then I have a very hard time justifying anything that's taken place over the last two weeks for CM Punk. Uh, so, but if, if he wins, and then he turns heel and launches into a storyline with MJF. Because you know MJF is coming back to a monster pop. Regardless of what he does, he's coming back as a baby face if he comes back. So we'll see how it unfolds. There there were things that I really liked about about this and things that just that still have to be called into question just out of fairness. Um so that's that's my take on the CM Punk situation. Now um, I, I really want to get Elio's take, but I think we're gonna have to jump into commercial first because we want to get we want to give uh, Mr. Canella plenty of time to rant, just like I did, and I am very much I am very much looking forward to his take on it. Uh, so so hang hang with us for one sec. We'll be right back. 
All right, so they announced uh, the match when they announced the match last week for Punk and I mean when they announced the match uh, that took place last week with Punk and Moxley. I I didn't know why because they've been advertising it for all out, so they announced it that it was going to be on Dynamite. So I was even asking the other guys on WPOV, what are they going to advertise now? If they're going to give us this match. No, no, Dynamite. And, but, like you, I understand it more now, but the one thing that was confusing is Moxley issuing an open contract and Punk accepting the challenge to a match that was originally slated for All Out to begin with. Yeah. That doesn't make sense for Punk to accept the match that was already slated for all out. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait, what? Why is... Okay, that doesn't make sense. Because if you're going to give it... If you're going to issue an open contract, an open challenge, you're going to expect someone that you weren't expecting to come out. Yeah. So that's the part that confused me of uh, where they were going and how they were getting to that point. So I'm going to watch all out and see how it is. Just such a long pay-per-view. Yeah. And, and they added uh, tons more stuff. So, um, wait, wait. No. How many matches do you have on your list? Well, let's see. Um, I'm very glad you asked because I actually have it... Um, have it pulled up right here. So, um, including the stuff for zero hour, which we're going to go over, uh, there's one, two, three. I'm just going for the new matches. Uh, four. Um, yeah, there were four new matches. Well, three, and then the, the uh, ladder match was announced, so, yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, okay, I'm just, I'm just pulling up the matches here myself. Oh, my God. Well, three matches on the... On the, what's it called? The buying or the zero hours? I was called. Yeah, zero hour. Is that an ROH thing? No. Okay, I I I thought that that's what they called their pre-show. Well, may, maybe, but I don't think it's exclusive to ROH. Okay, no, I I I just remember that, that that's what they called that. That's what I was saying. It's not an ROH thing, zero hour. Whatever. Right. Yeah. All right. Usually, they usually they call it the AEW stuff the buy-in. To your point. Oh my. Okay, including the three matches, there are fourteen matches altogether. Yeah, that's just too much. <laughs> okay, Ben, what do you say we get into? Uh, what? Actually, first of all, uh, my yeah, my head points and low points are basically the same as yours for AEW. Okay. I also have the Jungle Boy Christian Cage face face was a low point, and 
FTR and Wardlow versus these three enhancement talent. Well, Silas Young, you can't really call him, but um, Silas Young and two guys I never heard of. Yeah, that, that, that they, they I I will say this until I'm blue in the face. I do not know what they're doing with Wardlow. He has lost so much steam. It really pisses me off. And the the open um, the open protest to uh, to change his attire from green and white to red and white for where's Wardlow, as in where's Waldo, is still open. So that petition is still available, courtesy of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. All right. Um. Well, we already went over all out, but I guess uh, it, uh, it makes sense to go over the predictions again since we have new uh, matches. Yep, that's why we're. That's so, why um, this is called All Out Part Two. So, by the way, think uh, should we do All Out first and then the two WWE previews? Yes. All right. Yes. Let's, uh, since I have these open, we're gonna start with the buy with the zero hour. Yep. All right. So first match I have listed, and this makes no sense because why is Eddie Kingston facing Tomohiro Ishii when he's in a program with Sammy Guevara? Because um, I have the answer to that question. Okay, because I'm not. I'm really. I'm really not sure. Like why? I'm. I'm like asking. I'm really asking. Okay. Well, well, um, I have an answer. Professor Pierce at your service. Um, <laughs> so, remember when um, the story broke that Eddie Kingston got suspended because he had a backstage um, yeah, yeah, altercation yeah. with Sammy Guevara, right? Yep. So, so as part of um, Sammy Guevara's statement explaining that situation, he spoiled what the result was supposed to be in a, in a match against Eddie Kingston. So, so because he spoiled that result as part of his explanation, they couldn't go with the match. Oh. So that's what... He spoiled the, the results of uh, this match that was stopped taking place at all out? Yes. Why would he do that? <laughs> be, be, well, because as part of the professionalism of his statement, that I guess that's what he fe- he felt was necessary to say. But but I understand uh, the the point for. And in in addition, and this this is me talking, not Sammy Guevara. But in in addition to that, I would I would guess that because they already had the altercation, it wouldn't make sense to reward them by still going with the match. Okay, that makes sense. Even though even though everything was patched up and everything was handled correctly, with the apology aspect of everything, it's it still would it would it still wouldn't have made sense. To give them a match, so Man, so I, I just find someone here. He should be an odd replacement, though. <laughs> but having said that, that's a badass fucking he replacement. Is, dude. Oh, I love 
so weird. He's like one of my favorites in New Japan. Okay. Uh, clearly, I'm going with Tomohiro Ishii on this one. I I would have to I would have to agree. You never bet against the pit bull. No. All right. Uh, next up, we have Pac versus Kip Sabian for the AEW All Atlantic Championship. Team. Maybe they're actually defending this title. Uh, <laughs> okay. Before you before you say your prediction, can I just say my piece regarding the All Atlantic Championship? Please. Okay. okay. I don't understand why this championship exists. Neither do I. It's weird. Let's, let's, let's talk about this for a second. Because I'm right there with you. I am very freaking confused regarding the All-Atlantic Championship. Because to, to my knowledge... And, and please, somebody correct me if I'm wrong. Contact us on our Facebook page. Um, you you can even get in touch with, with me on Twitter. I'm at Piercing Ben. That is P E A R C E I N G B E N. Okay. I I very rarely advertise myself on on this thing, but so, somebody has to help me here. Because to my knowledge, it has not been defended on Dynamite, and it has only been defended overseas, which we we only hear about via video pack <laughs> via video packages. We don't even see these matches unless you unless you follow wrestling really closely and watch every freaking promotion out there. Uh, well, no. I just don't have time for that. No, I'm I, saying unless you're one of those people that follows like every single promotion out there, then, yeah, we wouldn't be able, to, we wouldn't be seeing these matches. So, so, and the other, the other thing too that confuses me. Not, not, not even just about the All Atlantic Championship, but it kind of ties into it. I saw this point being made on Twitter last night, and I agree with it. The FTW championship, which is not a recognized championship, has gotten more attention than the All-Atlantic championship. Right? What what is going on? Which which is a recognized title in AEW. So, (laughs) I I just, I don't get it. Oh, my God. There's... There's too many titles in, in in AEW and they have not done a good job with putting the All Atlantic Championship on display because let me tell you something. I really enjoyed the, some of the matches with the, with the tournament to crown an All Atlantic Championship. So you lost Ethan Page. What? I said, I'm sorry you lost Ethan Page. I was really hoping you could bring that title back home. Uh, yeah. Well, the, well, and that's another question. Where the fuck is Ethan Page? We've been asking, where's Warlow? Where the fuck is Ethan Page? Well, last um, time we saw him, he was uh, cutting an MGF like promo in the middle of a ring. I, I remember that. So it, it's just, I'm not, I'm not impressed with the execution of the All Atlantic Championship. Um, but, um, if I have to pick a winner, obviously it's going to be packed. Yep. I'm going to pack as well. Third match on the zero hour hook. 
what the fuck? We were just talking about FDW, FTW Championship defending against Angelo Parker. Which, which <laughs> it's not a, I, I say this all the time, and, and I get it. I'm a fan of, uh, I was a fan of ECW. I've always been a fan of Taz. I know. I know your 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 co-host Tony Diaz could kick my ass. I understand. Please, <laughs> pl- please, Tony, understand what I'm saying. Please stay in New Mexico. Don't come to Maryland to kick my ass, please. Um, I, I, I'm kidding. I I I, uh, I love Tony. We you know we had fun, uh, but it's it, you know. Please don't kick my ass. I'm 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 I'm, I'm disabled enough. I don't want to get into a wrestling match with Tony Diaz. <laughs> but, but that notwithstanding, um, um, I'm gonna have to go with Hook on this one. Okay. All right. So the opening, the first match I have on here on the actual show. Brian Danielson versus Chris Jericho. I'm going with Brian Danielson. I'm going to go with with Brian Danielson myself. Uh, and to um to to that point, who do you think Dan, uh, Daniel Garcia joins? Do you think he stays with with Chris Jericho, or does he join the Blackpool Combat Club? He uh, joins the Blackpool Combat Club. He's a uh, wrestler, not a sports entertainer. Yeah, I, that's that's the same that that's the same direction that I'm leaning. All right, next up we have a four-way match for the I hate this word for the interim AEW Women's World Championship: Tony Storm versus Britt Baker versus Jamie Hayter versus Hikaru Shida. My my prediction stay, stays the same as it was last week. I'm still going with Tony Storm. I'm still going with Britt Baker. Okay. I cannot I cannot believe that that you and and Clay. You know, granted, you're welcome to your opinions, and I enjoy that kind of conversation. But I I cannot believe that you guys said that Britt Baker is better than Thunder Rosa. I, I still I still have not got, gotten over that. <laughs> Fucking boggles you know, my you mind. Know, you know what? See, this is what this is what upsets me. Fucking AEW, okay? You <laughs> killed the dog, you killed the house in black by having by eliminating them from the tournament. Because this is the next match. House of Black versus Darby Allen, Sting and Miro. Yeah, that one that one was very weird to me. And um, and do you know why they put Miro in there? No, I I couldn't figure that out. Because when the Dark Order last week, when Dark Order beat the House of Black, it was because there was interference and the distraction on Miro's part. And after the match, House of Black beat Miro down. Oh Jesus! Uh, you know, and then uh, Darby just... Allen and Sting ran out to uh, save him. What? What? Why? Why? I mean, I understand that that Sting and Darby Allen have their issues with 
the House of Black. I even understand that that uh, Miro stole the um, the mask of of Malachi Black. I get that, but it's just um, I I don't know. Uh, Miro and um, and Sting and Darby Allen seem like a very weird tag tag team. Nevertheless, I, if 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 House of Black doesn't win, that's it. I'm done. That's it. Yeah, I mean, they've been they've been very damaged. You know, if I'm Malachi Black, do whatever you have to do, but get out of AEW and go to WWE. You know, have them pair you with Selena Vega. That's it. There you go. Alistair Black's back. Well, I wouldn't go that far yet, but. I'm just saying, I'm speaking out loud. Go back to WWE, Alistair Black. Let's go. <laughs> and and Elio Canella has spoken. Uh, but yeah, I, I I understand your frustration, absolutely. Uh, then, then we have, you know what? Do we really have to pick a winner here? Jay, for the TBS Championship, Jade Cargill versus Athena. Uh, well, I want it to be Athena, but I think it's going to be Jade Cargill. It's going to be Jade Cargill. I'm going to have to go with Jade Cargill. Then we have Jungle Boy versus Christian Cage. Uh, I'm going to go with Jungle Boy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, uh, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Jungle Boy too because I just, I don't see Luchasaurus siding with Christian Cage because. They they are they already went through that rigmarole one time. I don't see them doing it twice. I have a, I have a question from AEW Dynamite face to face. All that talk with you know, I loved you. I looked up to you like a father figure or whatever. And the new Christian Cage is like, I'm not here to be your father. I'm not here to be your. Wife. I'm like, am I watching AEW or am I watching an episode of Days of Our Lives? Yeah, I, I didn't. I mean, I, 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 the one thing I enjoyed about that backstage uh, sit down was the intensity coming from Jungle Boy. Now, other than that, did I enjoy the content of the promo? No. No, it's like, am I watching Dynamite or Days of Our Lives? Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure we're watching a wrestling show, yes. <laughs> But you see what I'm saying? I mean, like, what was going on there? <laughs> it was weird. Yeah, it was. I agree. <laughs> All right, next we have a six-man tag team match. Wardlow and FTR versus the Motor City Machine Guns and Jay Lethal. Uh, this, this, is, this is a very weird match. Yeah. Uh, just seems very random. Um... But once again, before I give you my prediction, this is a byproduct of of a problem that that AEW has. The reason why we're getting this match is because all your other tag teams are are wrapped up in different things, and then that that's why that's why you have the acclaimed going after the tag team championships. So it's just kind of, kind of, kind of weird. 
Um, but I would still, I I would still have to go with FTR and Wardlow. Yeah, I'm going with FTR and Wardlow. Now, the casino ladder match. Here are the participants, okay? Yeah. Claudio Castagnoli, Wheeler Yuta. They haven't listened here. It's Penta El Zero Miedo. Uh, Ray Phoenix, Roosh, Andrade, Dante Martin, and uh, and a final one to be determined. Well, that's weird. What? That's why I was saying who the last last century will be. Right, but but what's weird about that is why are all these tag teams in the ladder match? Yeah, look at it. Because it's not it's not a tag team ladder match. It's a regular ladder match. Yeah, it's weird. And Dante Martin's the only uh, outsider there because his brother is uh, it's his brother out with an injury. Yeah. And Andrade Andrade is paired with the Lucha Brothers. Wheeler Yuta, his other two um, teammates are yeah, his other two teammates have other matches. The only other one is Claudio Castagnoli. The the only other Blackpool Comeback Club member. You know well, I mean, what is this? That's <laughs> it, it, very weird. Um. So I I I don't know I I don't know where to go. Um, you know, I, I, you know this is what I what I usually do in this situation. I always go with the TBD because if they bring in someone else that is not wasn't originally uh, penciled in, usually they they have they uh, give it to that person. So I'm gonna have to go. That should be determined. Yeah, I'll I'll go that way too because I just, if anyone else wins it, I don't know how that plays into their um into their tag team dynamic. Then we have the tag team championships. Women are glory defending against the acclaimed. No, don't scissor us. I can't believe that. <laughs> I can't believe that catchphrase. They want to put that on a T-shirt. No. Uh no. <laughs> no, I uh no one's gonna buy that t shirt. Stop it, Anthony Bowens. It, uh, no. You, okay, so who do you have here? It it's gotta be Swerve in our glory. Yeah, I know it's Swerve as well. I uh, yeah. Okay, next we have Ricky Starks versus Powerhouse Hobbs. I'm st- I'm staying with Ricky Starks. I'm staying with Powerhouse Hobbs. Okay. Okay. Tournament final for the Trios Tag Team Championships. The Acclaimed will face the winner of the winner of Dark Order versus Best Friends, which takes place on Rampage. Say again, I'm sorry. We had to run it. Okay, so the next match is a trios tag team championship finals. The elite Matt, uh, the young bucks and uh, Kenny Omega versus the winner of the Dark Order versus the Best Friends match, which takes place on Rampage. It's gotta be the elite, right? Otherwise, it, it just doesn't be, make sense. That's why I said otherwise this whole tournament's been a waste, uh, minus uh, some of the great wrestling we've seen. 
But like you yeah. keep killed one of your strongest teams. Exactly. All right, and uh, then next up, our final match: John Moxley versus CM Punk for the AEW Championship. Uh, you know what? I've got CM Punk. Yeah, I'm gonna go with CM Punk. So I feel like, and all these shows are being are taking place in Chicago, so I feel like it's being built around Punk. Yeah. All right, so that is AEW All Out. Um, where should we go next? Ben Clash or Will's Clyde? Uh, which, which one? Which one takes place first? That's uh. Right, so Clash and Castle takes place on Saturday. So yeah, it's to go with Clash. So we have. Uh... Oh, by the yeah. way, I'm speaking of Clash and Castle. Um, Tyson Fury has confirmed that he will be present at that pay-per-view. Oh, big whoop. I know, right? Who cares? <laughs> no, no no, disrespect, but I just don't care. No, I mean, like, where, where are they going to put him? In the, like, they're going to bring him out during the McIntyre match? Okay, that's fine. Whatever. Weird. All right, so here we're going to go... Well, well, they better not bring him out during the McIntyre match. What? Stay the fuck away. Now, what? Anyway, because I'll, I'll tell you right now, don't set me off on another rant. If Tyson Fury, of all motherfucking people, gets involved with McIntyre versus Reigns, I'm going to have a rant. The likes of, I, I, I know I've said this before. It's becoming a catchphrase. I get it. But I, I am going to make Elio's now look look like fucking kids play. Oh no. If Tyson Fury even comes anywhere near Drew McIntyre or Roman Reigns in that in that uh title match. Oh no. You know I don't I don't I don't have a problem with Tyson Fury. I really don't. I don't know much about him. Um but it's just Stay the fuck away. Okay, so we need to go bottom to top here. Yeah. So first match up, Edge and Rey Mysterio versus Judgment Day. Um, I'm going to get to Judgment Day and with Dominic turning on Edge and Rey. Yeah, that that's my exact thought. I 100% agree with you. The Judgment Day. Okay, next we have Walter versus Sheamus with the Chicago Championship on the line. I'm giving it to Walter <laughs> with uh, Sheamus uh, making a face turn. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Walter. Then we have Matt Riddle versus Seth Rollins. Uh, you want to take this one first? I'm gonna go with. Um... I'm gonna go with Seth Rollins. Yeah, I feel like, uh, although you know what, just to be different, I'm gonna go with Matt Riddle because I mean, after that face to face, this is like a serious Matt Riddle. It's not the bro Matt Riddle that we're used to seeing. Yeah, I, I, but I, for me, my my reasoning is like Seth Rollins is on the run of his career, so. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay. just going to go with Seth Rollins. All right. 
Uh, then we have Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, and Asuka versus Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Eos Sky. I'm going with damage control on this one. Uh, damage control, absolutely. For the SmackDown Women's Championship, Liv Morgan versus Shayna Baszler. I got Shayna Baszler. It's her time. Well, it, I'll, I'll tell you what. It, it better be Shayna Baszler. It better fucking be because... <laughs> I said the same thing with Ronda Rousey. Barring some, you know, buffoonery and bullshittery, nobody's going to buy Liv Morgan defeating Ronda Rousey. And the same applies for uh, Shayna Baszler. And look, we've already seen enough um, enough bullshit around Liv Morgan's reign. And, you know, I, we've had this discussion, Elio. You know, it's not necessarily Liv Morgan's fault the way that the way that her um, reign has been booked and the way she's been portrayed in promos. But there's no way in hell that I can buy Shane or uh, Liv Morgan retaining the title after she tapped out on her first title defense and only retained because of a technicality. All right, in the main event, we have Drew McIntyre walking out to the ring to his Broken Dreams theme by Shaman's Harvest and uh, well, defeating the Roman Reigns. Well, yeah, he posted a video of him working out, and it, it, it had uh, it had Broken Dreams playing over top of it. But so I, I, I do hope that's a precursor of things to come. But, but I, um, I think, yeah, I think a uh, woman, I think a uh, Drew McIntyre. Yeah, I mean, this is the first, really, the first match that uh, Roman Reigns has had as undisputed champion, where I honestly believe that he's going to lose. Um. So yeah, I think Drew McIntyre captures the universal title. All right, so that is our predictions for Clash at the Castle, and we are going into commercials, so I think uh, we should do that before we uh, get into Worlds Collide so we don't get uh, cut off. Absolutely. So no. we'll be back shortly. All right, we are going to get into our Worlds Collide. Ben, first of all, let me ask you a question. Now, you're going to... You're going on vacation, but are you going to be watching these, or are you going to watch them? Like, when are you going to watch these? Um. Yes, I I will be watching them. I think I think I'll have to watch. Um. Because I know I, I know what you were saying if like you don't want to be like watching wrestling while you're like on vacation with your family, right? Well, I I don't no I I didn't want I didn't want to be trying to do podcasts while people oh, yeah, are okay. on vacation. Yeah, yeah um, that's what you meant. Yeah, but um, yeah, I I think I'll have to watch Clash later. Um, I might Clash, do, Clash uh, you can watch whenever because Clash is at one p.m. It's between All Out and uh, Worlds Collide. They're on the same day. Um. Yeah, so yeah, I know All Out and uh, World Card are on the same day. Um, but um, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm still gonna be driving when uh, when Clash starts. So um, so I'll, I'll have to watch that one later, and then um, but I think for um, 
I think for um, Worlds Clyde and definitely for uh, for all out, I'll be watching them live. I know I know for a fact I'll be watching all out live because I I can't order the pay per view until I get there because it doesn't make any sense to order it on my TV when I'm not gonna be here. You know okay. so. All right, so Worlds World, Clyde's gonna be interesting. There are five matches on the on this uh, card, so here we go. For uh, yeah, bottom top we have for the NXT North American Championship, Carmelo Hayes versus Ricochet. Carmelo Hayes. Carmelo Hayes. Fuck Trick Williams. I hope Ricochet kicks Trick Williams. Drop him. I don't care. I've had well, it. Because, because let me, let me tell you something. I am kind of confused by this by this match with Ricochet now because okay. and not that I not that I don't like it. Like the 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 matchup between Carmelo Hayes and Ricochet makes me very happy. It makes me jump up and down with joy. My 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 confusion comes in because there's a title on the line, and my and my original thought was was that um, Carmelo Hayes was going to get called up to the main roster, so I thought for sure that he would drop the title. To whoever he was facing because he was going to the main roster. Now, now that he's facing a main roster guy, it doesn't make sense for a main roster guy to be a hold an NXT title. You know, at least in my opinion, I know we've seen it before, but it it doesn't make sense um, to me. So, um, so I'm. I'm gonna have to go with um, with Carmelo Hayes on this one. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, Carmelo Hayes. I'm gonna see some stupidness from Trick Williams. I'm sure. <laughs> I hate that guy. All right. <laughs> then we what have because I don't like him either. But let's just have fun and have a conversation. What, what is it that you don't like about Trick Williams? His own presence, he's holding Carmelo back. Everything Carmelo says, Trick says. Everything Carmelo does, Trick does. He's like a freaking parrot. It's like, you stop. <laughs> Get out of here. Get off my screen. And you know, since when are you a boxer? Just stop. <laughs> the fucking match they had, they had with Wesley, the first round was a boxing match. Are you kidding? Oh, is that, is that when they did that Heritage Cup bullshit? Yes. And the first match was the boxing match. Literally, they had boxing gloves on. <laughs> oh, fuck off. <laughs> not, 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 you, not you, the concept of the match. <laughs> so, okay, the next, the next one we have is a fatal four-way tag team elimination match to unify the NXT tag team and NXT UK championships. So we have the Creed Brothers versus Brooks Jensen and Josh Briggs versus Gallus versus Pretty Deadly. I'm gonna go with Gallus. If Gallus doesn't win this thing, this whole thing is fucked. I'm going with Gallus, yeah. 
they have to win. Exactly. Thank you. Next, we have a tag team match team for the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships. Casey Cansaro and Kaden Carter versus Piper Niven and Nikki Cross. When the fuck was that added? Uh, Tuesday night, because uh, Piper Niven and Nikki Cross came out to to accept a challenge. Okay, well, uh, uh, Jesus Christ. Okay, well, because, because Kate won, because, because they just won the title, but two, I'm kind of, I'm kind of loyal to Casey because we went to, we went to the same college. Uh, we don't, we don't know each other, but it's kind of a cool connection. Um, so I'm going to go with uh, Casey and Caden Carter. Uh, so someone like uh, Edge and I went to the same college. Cool. Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah, I'm going with uh, Casey and Caden. Next, we have a triple threat match for the NT Unified NXT Women's and NXT UK Women's Championship. Mandy Rose versus Mako Satomura versus Blair Davenport. You know what? I'm going to go with Mandy Rose. I'm going with Blair Davenport. Okay. Because, because check this out, right? So, Mako's, I, w- I would say Mako says more, except I don't really think that she has a place on on this NXT, and especially since you, the UK uh, version is now dead. You know what? Uh, hold on, I have her uh, her uh, page pulled up here. So let me just uh, run her professional career for, uh, for you. For you. Cool. So it started in Gay Japan from 1995 to 2005. She was she uh, wrestled there for ten years. Cool. Then she had a run a run in World Championship Wrestling from 1996 to 1997 through uh, Gaya Japan's working relationship with WCW. And uh, she uh, she participated in, in an eight woman tournament for the inaugural WCW Women's World Championship, but was eliminated in the first round by Akira Hokuto, who won the tournament. And from 2006 to the present, she's been in part of the Sendai Girls Pro Wrestling. And she had a run in Shikara, and she was in the May Young Classic in 2018. I, I, I do remember her being in the May Young Classic. Yeah. So that's uh, that's her run her rundown of her pro wrestling career. Cool. So, so I guess she does have somewhat of a legacy, but I mean, really, I I don't remember anything about her. Yeah, neither do I. Um, but it, you know, it's just I don't I don't really see um see her having a place in in uh uh. NXT US. Yeah. Um, I'm not trying to be an asshole. I just don't see it. Um, maybe maybe over in Europe. Maybe. Yeah. Well, th- that too. Yeah. Um, she would. I think she would fit much better over in, in Europe. 
But um, and then the other thing is, like Mandy Rose has had that title for three hundred days, and um, you know, is she better in the ring than I than I thought she was? Yes, she has improved. I I give her credit. Um, but um, I think I think with Toxic Attraction having made an appearance on SmackDown. Um, before uh, Gigi Dolan was taken out with that concussion, I think that's that sets the precedent for um, toxic attraction being called up. And honestly, I don't see them being nearly as successful without Mandy. So, so I'm I'm much more I'm much more comfortable with with her being called up with them versus without her. So. Okay. So, and, and, and I still want my scenario to happen down the road when they when they are finally on the main roster. Like after a while, not at first, but after a while, they win the tag team championships. Boom! Sonya Deville walks out, challenges them, and introduces her partner Mandy Rose. We get five and five back together. Well, you can you can have your little fantasies there. I appreciate that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> In the main event for the team night, the NXT and NXT UK Championships, Braun Breaker versus Tyler Bate. I can't see Braun Breaker losing. I'm going to go with Braun Breaker. Um, Braun, it, it hurts my heart to say this based off, based off of the talented, uh, based off the talent that um, Tyler Bate has. I mean, he went head to head with Pete Dunne. In a badass motherfucking match, which uh, he, brother, he, uh, he brought that up uh, when he was talking to Tyler Bate on NXT this week. You know, he went not to mention he went toe to toe with Walter in in what looked like a classic David versus like you know the the midget version of of, of David. I mean, I mean, it's just. The, the size difference was almost like great Rey Mysterio versus Great Khali, but he he took Walter to his limits. So we we know how badass Tyler Bate is, and it hurts my heart. But based off of Braun Breaker's push, I I can't see him losing on U.S. soil to Tyler Bate. All right. And let's all right. So that is um NXT Worlds Collide. I uh, can't wait for this this weekend. It's gonna be a busy weekend for us. And um, that's uh, our pay per view predictions. Now Ben, getting into the front stuff before wrestling a lot. Cool. First of all, I'm gonna put you in the tag team match. Oh, God. A, a Teddy Long special, ladies and gentlemen. Go ahead. You know the rule. Two seconds and stop. I already stopped it, so go ahead. Two seconds and stop. Well, if you already stopped it, just tell me what it is. See what I mean? Like, if you, if you already did it, just tell me what it is. All right. So, here you go. Here's your match. You are going to be paired up with Damien Priest. 
Okay. In a tag team match. It's going to be a TLC match. Oh, God. Against Tommaso Ciampa and Tony Gargano DIY. Oh, God. Well, we lose. (laughs) 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 Sorry, Damien. All right. No, no. I'm going to put you in a singles match. So, you know, this one for this one, I'm actually going to. You're gonna do the one too, so I'm not gonna. Alright, let me just uh, sort of. Hold on. Alright, go. Stop. Your match. It's gonna be a, your opponent, it's gonna be Sting. Oh god, I lose. In a submission match. Oh, Jesus Christ. At the Tokyo Dome. Well, that's one hell of a badass match. I, I will say that, but I, I, I lose. <laughs> All right, so that is uh, the, the next match, because your first opponent was Andre the Giant. Oh, God. Jeez, you're not doing very well. You're not doing too no, well. No, no, I'm, I'm really not. I'm not very, very well, am I? But... Uh, <laughs> Here's one thing you'll actually do pretty good at, and that is wrestling roulette. Well, don't jinx me ahead of time, God damn, so, you know. so, so let me just pull up the playlist, and fans will be back in a second. All, all right, wrestling roulette. I played 10 seconds of a clip. My co-host has to guess which wrestler that entrance theme belongs to. Ben, are you ready for your first one? Yes, sir. Not a clue. I'm sorry. That is Mad Cat Moss. Well, no wonder I don't care. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're happy to lose that point. Uh, yeah, I am. All right. Zero one. Here we go. Walter slash Imperium. Imperium, yes. One and one. Hold on. Hold on, hold on. Alright. That's enough for that. You totally missed it. No, no, I, no, I saw you. You were messing <laughs> What is wrong? Okay. <laughs> Number three, are you ready? Yep. What? <laughs> I, I feel like my voice just cracked and I went back into puberty. Uh, but uh, I, what? No, I, I have, <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> that is dude love. Oh, okay. That is terrible. Do you know what that? Do you know what this one is called? 
no, and I'm not sure I want to know. It's called the Dudester. Oh, God. It's a Jim Johnston creation. Well, I'm sorry, Jim, but that one was not a winner. <laughs> New day. New day. <laughs> uh, it's another Jim Johnson. Right, here we go. China. China. Very good. All right. Um, Austin Theory. That is terrible. Yeah, that really is. That's bad. So you are four and two. Um, hard to pick up anything from that to tell you the truth. So I'm, I'm really not sure. That is Zoe Stark. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't really watch NXT on a regular basis, so that and, makes sense. And, and, and I can't really uh, blame Def Rebel because they're not even listed on this track. Yeah. All right. So. Jericho. Miss Jericho, yes. That is Austin Theory's old theme, Sound the Alarm. I never heard that theme ever. Never, <laughs> right? <laughs> Kelly Kelly. No. I'm joking, yes. <laughs> <laughs> No, because you know what? You know the the reckless intent version has Candice Michelle listed. Well, she did do the uh, Warren Extreme Expose segment with uh, Kelly Kelly, but I'm not sure why um, why that would have Candice Michelle listed unless it was originally intended for her. You know, maybe she used it once or twice, like Randy Orton who was using yeah. this fire burns. So I don't know. All right, so six and four. Here we go. Track 11. Are you ready? Yeah. I don't know. That is Liv Morgan. I, I, I don't really care. <laughs> six and five. <laughs> All right, track 12, here we go. Uh, 
the dumpster. I don't know. Yeah, Stuke the dumpster drove C. That's <laughs> a good friend of mine. All right. Seven, <laughs> seven and uh, five. Cool. All right. Here you go. Track 13. Dragon, actually, one of my one of my best friends. That's no, his... no, no, no. The, yes, it is. No, that's not Ultimate Dragon. It has to be. No. Nope. Unless uh, it's just some Thunder Liger, but. Nope. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Huh. That's uh, I. That's weird. Right, I'm, I'm pretty. That sounded a lot like Ultimate Dragon. It did, but yeah, but it says Ricky during Steamboat here. Although it's called Dragon. Okay, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) What the? (laughs) Oh my god. God, if only. There are certain occasions where I really wish we were a video podcast, ladies and gentlemen, so you could see, you could have just seen what I, <laughs> uh, look, uh, Christian. Christian, eight and six. No, eight and seven. Yeah. It's, no, it's, yeah, eight and seven, right? No, it's eight and six. Eight and six, okay. All right, here we go. Track 15. Um, is that Ultimate Warrior? Nope. Who was it? That is the Rockers. Oh, I see. Okay. Alright, eight, eight and seven. Here we go. Track 16. The second of the three faces of folly, mankind. Mankind. All right, nine and seven. All right, here we go. Track number seventeen. Can you replay that? You're going to be happy that you uh, didn't get this. Okay, I have no idea. (laughs) You're going to be happy. That is maximum male model. Okay. Okay. Well, I cannot tell you how happy I am. I don't know. Nor do I even care about Max. Right, nine, nine and eight. Very good. Here we go. Track 18. You ready? Yeah. Alita. Alita. 
Ten cool. and eight. All right. Here we go. We check nineteen. Edge, 11 and 8. Track 20, ready? Yep. Oh, God. Um, play again. I'm gonna kick myself. Um, shit. Fuck. Um. Pass. Oh, oh, oh. This is gonna hurt you. CM Punk. Oh, oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, 11 and 9. Oh, bad. Yeah, that was What's going was, on? Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> I, I admit that was bad. Alright, here's the last one. Track 21, are you ready? Yep. I I don't know. That is Drew Gulak. Well, of course I wouldn't know. When the fuck? When the okay, fuck was ben, he on ben, TV? Ben, you don't care about spoilers, do you? I don't know. I don't care about what? Spoilers? No, not really. Okay, they uh, taped uh, the tomorrow night's SmackDown last week. Right. So, Karrion Cross had his uh, first match. He's the first match on SmackDown tomorrow night. And his opponent was... Drew Gulak. Uh, well, he, well, Mr. Gulak had a short evening, did he? And the main event will be a Vikings rules match. What the fuck does that mean? I have no idea, but it's going to be the Viking Raiders and the New Day in a Vikings rules match. Okay, and now we got the new and vicious off of them. Now can we get that ridiculous black makeup off of them? <laughs> Alright, going we're going to go into a bonus mode. So it's eleven and ten. Are you ready for the bonus mode? Yes. Alright, eleven and ten. No, we already had that one. Alright. Here we go. It's either Molly, Holly, or Ivory. I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Molly, Holly. And you are correct. 12 and 10. Nice. Oh, wow. Very good. All right. Well done, sir.
Yeah, I'm, right. I'm, I'm still kicking myself over this fire burns, but. All right, no. before uh, we get uh, thrown off there by our producer who is telling us it's time to go into commercial, Ben, we should bring the show to a close. Very good. All right, that is it. The season four finale of the PNC Professional Wrestling Podcast. We have a busy weekend ahead of us with three pay-per-views. All right, uh, Ben, I know you're going away on a Saturday, I believe you said. Yes. All right, so uh, have fun, and we will talk to you when you get back for our Season 5 premiere episode on September the 10th. Yes, and um, and don't worry, guys. We'll go over all the pay-per-views, all the fallout. It's going to be one hell of a show. Uh, we'll, we'll make it up to you, and I do, I do apologize. And with that, I'm Elio. He's Ben. This has been the PNC Bigger Wrestling Podcast. We will talk to you all on the season five premiere. Ben, say goodnight to the fans. Good night to the fans. <laughs> See you later, guys. <laughs>